Zeros. Thank you for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that's knocked out Adolf Hitler over 200 times. I'm your host, Joe, and I brought along four little guys to talk to you about Captain America, the first Avenger. We've got Matt. The only podcast that will be the first in a new breed of super soldier. Sequel? The podcast that wants you to stay the way you are. Not a perfect soldier, but a good man. Frank? The podcast that will personally escort Adolf Hitler to the gates of hell. And Corey? You won. You gotta tell... You, they don't know your voice, though. <laughs> honorable mention. Still doesn't help. Honorable mention. I, uh, I won. I won with that one. But my honorable mention was the podcast that don't like bullies. Don't care where they're from. And there's two other ones. The podcast that wants to know if you two fondue... And the podcast that can do this all day. So, like I said, we're here to talk to you about the first Avenger. But first, we've been watching some stuff, and I'm going to go to Frank first. I started Black Lightning, and it was interesting. What is that? It's a the new Arrowverse. Spin-off, yeah, right? it's an Arrowverse spinoff of um, some guy that has like lightning powers. The Flash. So static shot. No, the Emperor. It's static shot. Right? He has lightning powers. He shoots lightnings from his right, but like the Emperor. Yeah, sure. Is that he's a Sith? It's pretty cool. <laughs> Is every guy without a nose? Shut up! It's pretty good. All right. Is on the CW? Yeah. I don't know what nights. I just caught it on the, the apps. Is it like one episode in? No, there's three. Oh, okay. Cool. Hey, Matt. Yeah. What you watch? Is that the official title, The Arrowverse? Yes. Ugh. Wow. It's just like they could have. The they could have had a DC something, but they. You know what's funny? It's the only thing that's working in the DC universe right I now. So, uh, what have I been watching? Uh, did I say that I finished Final Fantasy fifteen movie last time I was here? Yes, because I did. I watched twenty forty nine Blade Runner. How was that? How's that? Really, really mm-hmm. interesting, and I have a lot of questions, and I need to watch it again. But it was really good. Are you a Blade Runner guy? Like you like? Blade I Runner? liked Blade Runner, but I'm not like. You know, Blade Runner is one of those movies. I don't get it. I don't like Blade Runner either. Yeah, like, I, is it is it a lot like the original or is it different? The, I feel like the original has way less of a plot than this one does. Like, I see the appeal to Blade Runner. I just yeah. find it incredibly boring. Yeah, it's it's cool. Right. Also, it's got some prequel movies too that they did in the meantime, so you could watch those too, and they they supply some more background to what this movie does. Got really good reviews. Mm-hmm. Got nominated for some things. Corey, what did you watch? I watched my birdies win their first ever championship ring. Edit that out. Fly, Eagles, fly. I watched the Cloverfield Paradox. Oh, how was that? Oh, really? How was that? Uh, I have not seen Cloverfield or 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it's perfectly fine because this is actually technically the start of the whole thing. So... Yeah, it's explaining why all of the things happened in the other two movies. Uh, it's actually pretty good. It's well done. Like it, it seems like it was professionally shot and looks pretty good. It's a little muddled, though. The story and it's it relies too heavily on every other space thriller trope that you've ever seen. Every other sci-fi trope. It's it's kind of blah that way, but it's in space. It's in space. Oh, shit, I did not... You'll find out when you watch it. I did not realize that. Yeah, I didn't know that. The whole... Okay. In the trailer, I didn't realize that. Nope. Very quick overview, without spoiling anything. The whole thing, Cloverfield, happens because of a failed science experiment that's too dangerous to perform on Earth, so they do it at an international space station. 
and then shenanigans happen. Yeah, go ahead. I would like to interrupt this by saying I watched the Falcon Heavy liftoff today as well, and that was fucking ridiculous because I did not know that the primary engines landed again. Oh, they do. Until I watched something else, and I was like, wait a second, they fucking came back and landed? Yeah, that's... That's dumb. That's literally what SpaceX is trying to do. But I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I thought that this was just like, hey, it works. Nope, yep, SpaceX's big claim to fame is that they can make space travel more affordable for humans... Because they're not wasting... Resources just out there. Well, just, like, the rockets themselves that get you out into the atmosphere cost, like, Mm $100,000, you know? And then the last thing I watched was a movie called The Vault that I was flipping through Netflix and found. The Vault? The Vault. It has James Franco in it. So I stopped and was like, okay, it is a bank heist movie with a ghost twist. I've never heard of that. I have heard of that. I haven't seen it, though. It is... Relatively new, right? It is relatively new, 2017, and it is spectacularly bland. (laughs) I really did not know what word was following spectacularly. (laughs) It was... mediocre. That, too. (laughs) It was such a cool concept. It's such a great idea. But there's too much... Franco. No. Not enough Franco. Seth Rogen. Not... None. Zero. What? Zero Seth Rogen. Are you sure? Did you check the gaffer? I did. What about Danny McBride? (laughs) None of them either. um, (laughs) How did he get to set? (laughs) The biggest issue is that they try to do two very different genres and give the equal playtime, but you can't. If you want to do a mashup like this, you have to focus on one and let the other one go. But they try not to, and then it was just, it's just muddled. But that's it. Sequel, what did you watch? I watched a couple of movies. I rewatched uh, Good Will Hunting. Everyone's seen that, right? Do you want nope. apples? Love them. <laughs> you know what? One of my one of my days subbing, I actually had to watch it for three periods. Really? Yeah, he does a film studies class, and that oh. was one of the movies. What age? Seniors. Okay. Was it like the same part of the movie three times? It was. Oh. But it actually, was quite helpful because I, after watching it the first time, I picked up on a bunch of things that I could like stop and like point out. Because it is a film studies class, so like... A lot of F-bombs in that. A lot of F-bombs, but who, who the fuck cares? These kids curse more than I do. We'll play with the F-bomb. What? Yeah, you're welcome. Like, um, showing, like, the juxtaposition between how they deal with loneliness, with, um, Will, like, constantly being alone, like, in the park or on the trains, and then Robin Williams, his office is constantly cluttered, because he's alone and trying to clutter things, like, showing that juxtaposition was exactly what like you need to do in the class, so watching it two or three times helped with that. You read this from the teacher's notes, didn't you? Nope. <laughs> nice. No, okay. I'm sad I Ron Williams oh. is dead. Me too. That might be his best role. Yeah. I think so, right? It's his best serious role. Uh, <laughs> what Dreams May Come is close, yeah. I've never but seen that, the movie so isn't as good. Oof. You didn't see it, though. What Dreams May Come is No, you didn't see Good Will Hunting. Oh, but I just say, eh, <laughs> no, because I because there's other movies that I've liked him in that I think that are better be, than I didn't like, see this Jumanji. Movie. That's not a serious role. We're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about that in a minute, and don't worry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, sort of. <gasps> the other movie I watched, the uh, the Big Sick. That oh, was how good. was that? That was like good. It was, it was well made. I liked it. It's just it's sad. It's really sad, and it's. Just go go see it. It's, it's definitely worth seeing. It's free on uh, Amazon. Mm-hmm. Well, it's yeah, free. But, if you have Amazon Prime, <laughs> Amazon Prime, please sponsor us. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it for 
You're the price of your Amazon Prime <laughs> subscription. <laughs> Back yourself into your own corner yeah. on that one. If what you're just you? tuning in, that's a bit. Anyway. A bit. Before Joe comes in here and says what he's watching, I'm the big sick made me think of... Another Basically, you watch a lot of movies. This is Go a, ahead. It's a television show. Go I ahead. It started because I own and they took it off Netflix. I restarted Friday Night Lights. That's yes. a great show. They took it off Netflix, I'm sad. Yep, but I'm like, I started on late Friday and I'm 21 episodes in. I appreciate that you started on Friday. Yep, I had to. It's yeah. Friday. It's Friday night. I need some Coach Taylor in my life. Who doesn't? And then there's some lights. There's some lights. One observation about that show since I've seen it in its entirety. They don't say how old the students are because they didn't know how long the show was going to be so they didn't know if they had to make them sophomores, juniors, or seniors. There's so much statutory rape in that show. The sophomores have sex with all these adults Mm. all the time. To be fair, maybe some of them got left back. I guess, maybe. They don't really go into that. That's the theory I'm going to go with to make it sound less creepy. There's a lot. Yeah. Welcome to the South, guys. There's a lot. Texas forever. So yeah, the big sick made me think about a sketch that SNL did when Will Ferrell hosted, where they talked about the Aziz Ansari story. That was a really poignant and really accurate fucking bit when you're talking about shit like that. The only reason it made me think like that because weird shit. That movie reminded me of Funny People. I don't know if you saw Funny People with uh, is that Megan Fox? No. Or is that the other one that's like Funny People? This is Forty. Is that one you're referring to? She's in that. Megan Fox is in This Is 40? Yeah. No. It's like one where it's about dating. You thought Megan Fox was in Funny People. Yeah, I thought Funny People was about celebrities dating. No, that's no, a, that's no, a comedian no, no. one. It's like, what is it, Adam Sandler? Adam Sandler plays like almost like himself, <laughs> except he's like terminally ill. Oh, and he's like old oh, and bitter. Oh, yeah, okay. That's I not very funny. Yeah. No, it's not funny. It's wow. Just... Joe, what have you been watching? I watched some movies this week. I also watched The Big Sick. Did you like it? I think I liked it more than you did. I think it was very good. That's all I have to say about it. I mean, we, we just talked about it. I have two other movies to talk about. I rewatched Austin Powers for, like, God knows how many times that's been now. The first one? Spy Who Shagged Me? No. The uh, International Man of Mystery. Got it. I can quote about 40% of that movie, and I tried to limit myself as to not be annoying to my girlfriend, but... But did you do the ones that are important? Of course. Okay, <laughs> Perfect. Do I make you horny, baby? Do I make you randy? Oh, no, I fell over. The evacuation. Oh, no, I fell over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now evacu- I fell over. Evacu- <laughs> <laughs> One Swedish made penis in the larger pump. It's funny because breaking it down has, like, now I've been analyzing movies because we talk about them. Like, I picked out the worst joke in that movie. And the worst joke in that movie is after the henchman dies in the toilet. Right. And he's like, good God, boy, what did you eat? I'm like, you thought he ate a person in full clothes? This is the worst joke in this movie. But it's not because Tom Arnold delivers it. It's Tom Arnold. But that's the worst joke in the whole movie. Bite down and give her hell! <laughs> Careful, you blow it over it. We're gonna get through this. Who does number two work for? That's right, show that turd who's boss. <laughs> Join us for our other podcast where we just reenact Austin Powers. They're always trying to get me Lucky Charms. Why does everyone laugh when I say that? It's a television commercial. (laughs) I regret everything and nothing. (laughs) Bit nice. And the other movie I watched was Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, nice. I've never seen that movie before. What did you think of that one? I think it's well made. Older movies I don't get the dialogue of. 
just th- they say different things then, and they talk about things in a different context. So like it's very confusing to me. So I'm like, what is going on in this movie? I figured it out. I'm like, okay, so she's a hooker, and he's also and he's a gigolo, <laughs> but they don't say that. They can't say that out loud in movies yeah. in this time frame yeah. period. But it's well made. I don't I don't dislike it. It's just well, sixties, right? Early sixties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's good, and now I know. I don't get what all the hullabaloo is about with the with the title. They go to Tiffany's like once. There's no breakfast anywhere. <laughs> I don't get it. It's about sex, Joe. I know. I, I figured it out. Have you seen it? No. <laughs> <laughs> but you said no. the word hooker and gigolo. He he assumed Immedi- from there. Immediately said figured it out. It's not about sex. It's about love and life. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got. So that's. What we've been watching this week, and let's do our movie facts for Captain America the First Avenger, which is a 2011 movie. It's rated PG-13, it's two hours and four minutes long. Its director's name is Joe Johnston, who's also directed Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, The Rocketeer, Jumanji, October Sky, Jurassic Park 3, Hidalgo, and The Wolfman. Alan. He's got some pretty good shit. Alan. (laughs) He doesn't do a lot of movies anymore. Mm. They're all older movies. The movie stars Chris Evans, Tommy Lee Jones, Hugo Weaving, Haley Atwell, Sebastian Stan, Dominic Cooper, and Stanley Tucci. The budget for the movie was $140 million. It ended up grossing $370 million. $176 million of that was domestic. As far as the scores for the movie, we've got Rotten Tomatoes coming in at 80%. Certified fresh. Audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, a little bit lower, 74%. IMDb has it as 6.9 out of 10. Metacritic coming in at 66 with a user score of 7.2. Wow. Those are all the things I have written down. So, let's go through our general spoiler three thoughts of The First Avenger. Sequel. I really enjoy this movie. I like the time period it takes place in early on. It's, it's kind of cool that he did The Rocketeer because it's got like the same vibe going on. He's really um, good at earlier periods. Yeah, that that in October Sky, he he kind of he kind of nails it. So um, visually, it's great. It's it fits in right along with the uh, rest of the MCU. It's not a bad movie in the bunch. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Matt, I think this is a beautiful Marvel period piece. So okay, <laughs> Frank, I love this movie. I saw it when it came out, and I was super stoked for the future of the Marvel universe. And uh, I think this movie delivers when it comes to setting up for the Avengers, because that's basically all this movie really does, but it's fun to watch. Corey? I'm going to echo Matt. It is a beautiful period piece. I can... You can take 20 minutes out of this movie and show it in a history class for World War II, if you really wanted to. Uh, And you don't have to just show what's happening on the front lines. You could show what New York is like in the early 1940s. It's it's beautiful that way. It's wonderfully shot. The act of Almost every portrayal in this is incredible. I have a problem with one. But it's a hard movie to gripe on. It really is very solid. It's one of the things they do with Captain America is they really take their time and they do it right. Is what I'm finding with the MCU. Well, okay, so those, uh, those thoughts kind of take the went out of the sales of one of my points, which is that I've always championed this movie. Because I've heard a lot of people say this movie's not that good. And I don't. I think it's a very underrated movie. If you look at the scores, I feel like it deserves to definitely be higher than that. 
Very well done. I'm never bored watching this movie. I think it's great. Everyone is good. Everyone's performance in the movie is good. I have very few problems with it. Those are our general thoughts. So from here on out, we're going to be spoiling the movie. If you've never seen it, you know, this is your one chance to get out spoiler-free. You're back? Cool. That's great. Let's do it. Interesting facts. Does it have nothing to do with this movie? Eh, nothing. Oh, come on. (laughs) Great way to start this. Stanley Tucci went after this role just so he could do a German accent. This is Chris Evans' sixth comic book movie, which is crazy to think about. Like in chronological order? Yeah, this is his sixth comic book movie. I only know one from Fantastic. I know of two Fantastic Fours: The Losers, Losers. Push. Um, Push was before this. Yeah, um, and um, uh, that movie with the girl and the guy and they're in love and a pizza place. Teen movie. No, he fights people because he loves the girl and he has to fight the ex-girlfriend. Oh, it's a uh, Scott Pilgrim. Scott yep, Pilgrim. There we go. Oh, yeah. he's one of the cra- he's one of the craziest boyfriends, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, about that actually. So yeah, that would make that. That would. That's make just crazy, to like, like to put together. Yeah. Yeah. You really only think of two universes, and you forget that there's a lot of other comic. There's a lot of other little universe. guys out yeah. there. Yeah. Looking at you, Dark Man. <laughs> um, to continue with what uh, Joe said in his spoiler-free section, you said that a lot of people are kind of low in the movie. Don't think it's that great. I was in that camp. I didn't. I never really enjoyed this movie that much. It wasn't one I would stop at watching it. Seriously, having to like seriously analyze it and get ready for this, it really changed my mind. This movie is way better than I ever gave it credit for because I'm not a Captain America guy. Just for the same reason, I'm not a Superman guy. I don't like the Boy Scouts. Don't like kind of the guys that are like. He likes don't the edgy guys. I do. I like the ones with a little little edge on them. So, but this is this is so good. When you read a lot of lists online ranking the MCU movies, this is always in the bottom five. I don't get it either. It's because it's early, maybe. There's not a ton of weird things happening. You're not getting nearly as much I think it's comic because movie it's the first it. movie... Uh, sorry. I, no. I think it's because it's the first movie after the MCU starts to dip. Like, it starts strong with Iron Man. And then so Incredible wanna, Hulk is not great. No, that's probably... And one. Thor is kind of lackluster. I think Thor is before, so Thor is before yes. this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I think this is the fourth one, right? No, it's the fifth. Yeah, oh, Iron Man 2? Iron, Iron Man 2 also kind of weak. Iron Man, Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, this. Captain America. Yeah. So I think this gets lumped in with the, the not-so-great phase of the MCU. Because it started off strong and then kind of petered out until Phase 2 came. People kind of forget that this movie is out there. They do. And they also claim it's like kind of boring, and I don't get that at all. <laughs> There's not as much action in it. But it's paced... Perfectly, it, it is. We get action in short bursts. Mm-hmm. There's not a giant fight scene in this, but there's a lot of action in small pieces in it. Throughout. It also takes a little bit of time for us to get Cap for us to get Cap in Germany. Or I guess they're in what Norway is where this takes place. Where a lot of the fight Germany. It's all over, is it? It's all over Europe. Okay, okay, Europe in general. Yeah, takes us a while to get Super Soldier Steve Rogers in Europe going in and fighting somebody. That takes a good bit of time. There's not really any action up to that point. What's funny about that is I like all the scenes prior to that. Like, Me just too. Just as much, if mm-hmm. not more. I Again, going into like the period piece aspect of it, that's all that is. Once you really get into them versus Hydra, it's no longer really a period piece anymore. But right up to then, like that, that the way they shot New York City was gorgeous. It looks spectacular. And cars on the road. Oh, yeah. 
the little antique shop in Brooklyn that they go into to do the experiment. Oh my goodness. Loved that stuff. And I believed, I firmly believed in, like, what I was watching as far as the, um, the recruitment stations. You see pictures of mm-hmm. what the inside of those recruitment stations look like. That is it. A bunch of different stations, one with, like, the eye thing, one with, like, a table to, like, check your reflexes. That's what it looked like. So good. It's almost like an assembly line. Like, that's how many people they have to get through. It's like a meat mm-hmm. market. They yeah. just... You're no good. Get out of here. But that's what's crazy is that they almost said... They, say, they said that next to never. Yeah. During World War II. So to have gotten turned away four times... Well, they showed you his laundry list of, like, why they can't uh, take yeah, him. Sure. I would take you on the... <laughs> you'd get kicked out on the asthma alone. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. there's, like, nine more things after that. And the way he looks... <laughs> yeah. oh, He's man. emaciated. <laughs> he is just... He's camera he's shots. It's, oh, the camera shots, they... But the camera tricks they they use to pull that off look awesome. Mm-hmm. Except when he's in the back seat of the car with Peggy Carter going to mm-hmm. the yeah. procedure. The only cool. time where I was like, I noticed. This. I, I know. I know that this isn't real. I can tell this isn't right. <laughs> Since we're talking about this, uh, Bucky boned both those chicks, right? Definitely. Oh, <laughs> that's the first thing I wrote in my notes. Is like, do you think he, he had a three way on the night? Definitely three way. Oh, yeah. Right. And if they didn't. They're not. A, they're Cameron, not American. You can go find it. Yeah, no, I'll find it on, va- on like some some fan thing yeah. somewhere. Listen, but if those two chicks didn't, they're wrong. They're unpatriotic, yeah. and they don't support the troops. Yeah. And one of them is from Doctor Who, which I realized. Who? Clara. That was Clara. Yeah. Motherfucker. Clara was the one with him, and then the blonde who was no one was with. Mm-hmm. Right. He wasn't. She wasn't. And then Marjorie Rogers. Tyrell's in it. And Natalie. Oh, that's right. God, she just plays sex pot. It's like, oh, she's here. She's got the sex pot role. That's my least favorite scene in the movie. It doesn't make sense. It's it doesn't fit. No, uh, take it out. I hate it. Was that the one in the the office? Yes. She's like the receptionist or whatever. Okay. I mean, yes and no. You needed it because you need to show that Steve is still Steve Rogers. They needed to introduce a little bit of tension into that relationship, I guess. Yeah, because that's why that scene is there. If not, then his happiness will be that much less. But that's his girl. Exactly. That's why it needed to be there. Because he needed to be on the outs, so when he does go down and he gets even less of her, it hurts that much more. Still don't like it. <laughs> that's fair. You can take Wait, that scene We're out. talking about when he, he gets like pulled into that kiss, right? Yes. Okay. My bigger... like I, I don't disagree. I don't love that scene either. I have a bigger problem with the fact that Steve Rudge doesn't even look like he's into it in the first place. And then he gets defensive because it doesn't seem like what he would do in that situation. I feel like it'd be more likely for Steve to be like, "No, you don't understand. I didn't want it. It just kind of happened." What? What are? What are women like? That's what Steve <laughs> Rogers should have done in that situation. But he but didn't have all his blood at that point <laughs> because that was borderline his first kiss. It was his first kiss. Yeah, Let's like like kind of like how in in uh, Civil War, like not Civil War. I mean, uh, Winter Soldier, where she was like, is this your first kiss in 75 years? Like, that might have literally been his actual first kiss. He's been kissed twice his entire life. Wow. One on camera. <laughs> Three times. Three times, you're right, he does. You're right. Yeah, oh, because he has the super soldier serum now. He's been, he's been, had his ego built way up, so I don't, I think that's why he doesn't react the way that you think, Corey. Yes. But he's not supposed to change who he is. He didn't. He doesn't. Except the way he would react. He was very suspicious of the fondue. 
<laughs> yeah, right. He doesn't understand that it's just YouTube. It's cheese literally and bread. just yeah, it's literally just cheese. Do you do fondue? Oh, Stark. Have you been fondueing with Stark? Who wouldn't? <laughs> I mean, I would. Exactly. Gladly. Same. He looks like a young Tony. Yes, he yeah, does. Yeah, kind of. That was yeah. perfect. Pretty cool. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, he is good. Howard who, is great. Who played him? Uh, Howard yeah. Stark. Yeah, Dominic that's, Cooper. That's his name. It's the guy who plays Preacher and Preacher. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. A couple other things. Has did anybody watch Agent Carter and the short television run? No, I watched a little bit of it. Did this particular Howard Stark show up at all? He's in it. Yeah, he is in it. Okay, but not often. I can see that. There are a couple fair. episodes because he's too high, like profile for the, what, what the show was trying to portray. Okay. I thought the casting was perfect for this. He knocks out of the park. That's really good. Peggy Carter's awesome. Tom Lee Jones. Tom Lee Jones is great. Damien Dark. Yeah. Stanley Tucci's great. Yes, yes. Stanley Tucci's so good. Biggest problem with the casting, and it's not because he doesn't play Red Skull well, it's he can't do the fucking accent right to Hugo Weaving. I could not get around his accent. I feel like it was fucking fake and forced. Hmm. I didn't hate the accent. I hated it. I hated it. He might be the worst, but that might be the worst performance yeah. in the movie. But I was really excited for that when it came out because I'm like, oh, he's perfect. That's my instant thought. He looks the part. Oh, he does. Yeah, so. it's just and it's it, even when he when he's acting, he's good. He's fine. I just he, there are moments when he like really accentuates that German accent, and I'm like, it sounds forced. And then when he doesn't, when he's just kind of talking quickly. It, it washes away. It's just little moments. I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, it's, he's inconsistent with yeah. it. Although, one of his shining moments is when he's showing off the guns for the first time, and he's explaining what they all do, and he's, like, just quickly counting as he's, like, typing them into the computer. I thought that was a really cool little touch. What do you think of the look of Red Skull? Fine. You look fine? Yeah, I think look fine. Because it's, you know, it's not actually a skull. It just looks like a skull. It's, and he's got the Voldemort nose for yes. people like see this skull. <laughs> it's like watching Red Hood if he has a face. Yeah. This, this time around, I liked it. I, I don't. Rem- I had a problem with it the first time I saw it, but I was. Fine I also remember that. liking it less the first time I saw yeah. it. It kind of weirds me out. I'm like, just imagine not having it's... a nose and having like I'm like Ugh. when he got punched in the face the first time by Cat, and then it and like, then, like the eye droop. Yeah, that was, like, was cool. Yeah, I thought so that was actually really cool. I did too. Because you could see like that. the mask cracking basically. And yeah. Then he, and then after Chunk one punch, the he's like, "Well, fuck this face mask." Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I think he's I've been figured out. <laughs> I mean, at this point too, he is also officially pulled out of the third right. Like he's got nothing to hide behind. He has no yeah. reason to hide anymore. He already has one. Once he shoots those guys, pretty much. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But like, keeps on for appearances' sake because it's there already. Why bother? And then once it's to a point where it's like, you're not keeping the mask on anymore. He's like, "Well, I got nothing to hide." I am who I am. Mm-hmm. And, and his branch was already differentiated in the first scene when you saw the Hydra with the red skull. Mm. Well, that was from the blood, no? Yeah. Oh, was it from the that blood? From, I thought that was intentional. Uh, blood splatters on the... the I thought it was intentional. Like, no, no. Because then when you get to before Age of Ultron, you realize that all the Hydra cells are kind of like... That was Winter Soldier. Individual. Is it? It is no, and, no, at the beginning of uh, Age of Ultron is when you realize like Hydra's like... That's Winter Soldier. That's the whole plot of Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier's there, like... Is that Hydra's yeah. infiltrated shield? Yeah, but I mean, I mean, like, that when you meet the Doctor, he's like, oh, Hydra, blah, 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 and, you know, it's all the same. That was Winter Soldier. That was also Winter Soldier. <laughs> when, he's the, when he's the big computer? No, not when <laughs> he's the big computer. When it's the other Doctor. When he's got the miracles. My miracles. 
I don't remember the, the part. twins. But okay. Oh, sure. That was a Easter egg. Like that was at the mm. end of the movie. That, well, was, that, was, a, that was a stinger, wasn't it? It was yeah. an end credit thing. Yeah. It would be funny if it was a stinger for Winter Soldier. Probably <laughs> <laughs> at this point, I think it was. I honestly think it was. Listen, you got so many great movies. That's I can't fucking yeah, keep no, them straight. There's, there's a That's fair. This is before the MCU became formulaic. <laughs> How do we feel about the differentiation in hydro weaponry? Because most of the soldiers... You mean the Tesseract weapons? ...have sweet Tesseract weapons. And then there's about six of them who just have... Just Flamethrowers and machine guns. And I'm like, man, what did you do to piss off your, like... There's a clear hierarchy. Yeah. What did you do to piss somebody off that he was like... Probation period, bro. Let me see. Let me see that gun. Let me see that gun. Here's a here, here's a machine gun. Try not to try not to vaporize anybody with this one. You're with the Nazis. Here you go. Yeah, you're not with us. Uh, probation period. I, I guess. I mean, friendly fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you're on a two week probation period. You have to use bullets until yeah. then. Until then, we give you the only blue bullets light. and flames. Yeah. <laughs> Glowy blue lights come after three weeks. It's like health insurance. Listen, Hans. We need to talk about what happened on Wednesday. It was an accident, I swear. You vaporized three men. I didn't know. Give, give, me, give me the gun. He doesn't have a safety. <laughs> he doesn't care. There's always more soldiers or That's workers, true. whatever the line is. There's always more men. Basically. Mind fear. I think one of the telling moments of this movie really lets you get some, I think, better insight into Steve is when he's in the machine. And he's screaming, everybody's about to turn off, and he says, no, he can take it. I really appreciate... I, I feel like every time I pick up some of these little things, I appreciate Cap a little more. It's just like his running line. His running line is, I can do this all day. Mm-hmm. How many times has he said that in the MCU at this point? At least twice. Because it's <laughs> twice in this movie. Yeah, but he it's says it... In this movie in the Civil War fight. Yeah. But I feel like that's when he says it again. It's, I, I it's don't at least it, three. It's at least three. Good use That's a great least. use of at least... I feel like he says it more, like, in almost he every might. Captain America movie he says it, I thought, but I might be wrong. But it's just, it's like his running bit, I could do this all day. And it's true. It's like he's never going... It's the heart of Cap. Yeah, he also, he's he never, never gets tired. That scene when he's fighting the Winter Soldier at the end of Winter Soldier, he might actually say it. When he's fighting Bucky. I can do this all day? Yeah, I think he says no, it. No, I'm with you to the end. Oh, is that what he says? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that movie way too many times. <laughs> That's fair. That's also a Winter Soldier. Yeah. Fuck! <laughs> Guys, I watched Doctor Strange today, okay? That's Bye. cool. Should have said that for you. What have you been watching? I totally did, forgot until I just thought right now. Do you know why I watched it? Because I fell down a rabbit hole on YouTube watching just clips from the MCU, and I watched the clip after Rhodey gets paralyzed, and, it, and I had the subtitles on it, said the injury, and I was like, oh, and I wrote it down, and I was like, Oh my god, I'm going to watch that scene from Doctor Strange where he gets the call. I want to see if they mention the injury in the same way. They don't. They don't mention the injury in the same way. And I was like, ah, I knew it was different. Did you? I thought you were in the camp that it was Rose. No, I thought it was was a fun, like, parallel, but I didn't think it was him. The Peggy Carter thing when he gets his transformation almost ruined the take, but they ended up using it. That was not planned. This one? Yeah. That, that That is totally her literally just Appreciating his body. Thank you. Appreciating the god that Chris <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the first. It's funny time. because she's been looking at him. But actually, no, she, actually, wait, no. She's been looking at the the skinny right. guy they CGI right. his head on. Too. Never mind. <laughs> but think about it from a movie perspective. 
That literally could have been the first time she saw his body. That literally could have been the first scene they filmed together. It could have been. Who was that skinny guy? I don't oh, remember I don't his name. Yeah. Does he get Fuck credited? Him. I'm sure he does. Fuck him. <laughs> skinny Steve Rogers. I'm gonna look it up because he deserves. Yeah, He's still skinny. Need to talk about him. <laughs> Fuck him. He's the most famous guy from the neck down we've ever seen. His neck down work is spectacular. Mm. Maybe he's CGI like Carrie Fisher. No, I, th- I think it's an actual body. It's, it's an actual person. Yeah, I remember hearing about this. British actor Leander Dini. What else has he done? Is Leander his first name, uh-huh. or is it Lee? Leanderin. Leander's his first name. He was a Captain America. He's best known for his work on Captain America. Good for him. He's a one-trick pony. Do you guys guys want to do another period piece for Cap? We're going to see CGI. Okay, great. Well, if you do, I'm going to be here in my flat waiting for the call. Good for him. I can also play skinny Tony Stark, (laughs) skinny Thor of Asgard. (laughs) I I could play skinny meth head if you need someone. He has eight credits. Good for him. All of them are skinny Steve. So does Red Skull die or does he get teleported somewhere else? Dies. Teleported. I think he's, like, part of the Tesseract, and I feel like he's going to come out of it in Infinity War. That's what people keep saying, is that he's going to show up in Infinity War. I'm it's pretty sure. Listed, like, I don't know, I haven't looked. Here's my thing. You didn't I'm going go to go back to this phrase. It's just too a little too late. Him. Who the hell cares yeah, if he comes back? I don't back? give a shit about Red Skull. If I Red Skull comes bit. back, someone's just going to blow his head off and it's going to be over. No, no, he's going to help against Thanos. What if he's, like... Oh, that? Wrong. because everyone think? is helping against Thanos because Thanos is the baddest motherfucker. No, Thanos is the gotten. man. If if Red Skull comes back and he helps them, I'm gonna go. What world is this? It's self-preservation. Red Skull has never been a good guy. Maybe he is Ever. the best villain, pulling all the strings. He's pulling Thanos. Dance for me, puppets. You never know. He's inside the Tesseract. He's driven Thanos mad. Or- yeah. So when Thanos puts it into the gauntlet, yeah. he pops out. He's like, "Oh, not me!" <laughs> I love that. It's like that. Wait, one. what's the blue stone? The Tesseract. No, no, no. But what is it? What's it called? The, the space. Power stone. The power stone. Oh. Is it? I thought the purple one was the power. Purple stone. is. Power I thought. Power. I thought purple was strength. The cosmic stone. I think it's the space stone. Uh, yeah. Okay, it might be space. Because when when he grabs it with his hand, it shoots, it shoots up, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you see outer space. Right. It's also it's how awesome. Loki opens up the, the portal in oh, right, Avengers right, right, right. 1. Yeah, space Stone. Stone, Stone, Space Stone. But then what's the... Uh, Power Stone is what you see in Guardians. What's the, the ether, then? The Red Stone is... Uh, the... Uh, travel? No. Welcome to the podcast where we use the Infinity Stones as a rating, but don't know what <laughs> well, they are. We have no idea what they are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just looked this up. What do, we, what do we need? The red one. Yeah, what is the ether? The red one is reality stone. Oh, that makes sense because it's realms. Time is the green stone. Power is the purple stone. We haven't seen the, the mind, mind stone. stone. No, that's the one. Oh, my vision. The soul stone is the one. The, the orange one. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck's that one? It's got to be Wakanda. 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 Thor's ass. It's Probably. in Wakanda. No, it can't be in Wakanda. Is that what the only movie that's left? About? Yes. It has to be. <laughs> what? I've been saying... It wasn't in Ragnarok, so it's gotta be in Wakanda. 
unless they're all here. Unless unless he has it already. Unless he shows up with one, but he's fine. He shows up with a goal with just one stone, and he's like, already got this one off camera. Guys. Well, no, because no, because we, we literally see watch him. Put you the see him put. In. Yeah, we see him put the tesseract in, and it only has the the, the power stone as well. Oh, that's true. As long as so it's definitely he definitely doesn't show up with it. He takes it out of like a glass case, like a signed baseball. <laughs> <laughs> like Wakanda I've been saving this one for a rainy day. I think that's why Wakanda. They're they're what they're gonna pull is some shit where like Wakanda is so incredibly technologically advanced because because they have they, they have, have an infinity that. stone yeah I mean it makes sense and it almost it, it makes up for the fact that they're doing such a low power movie so late in the series that's why they have so much vibranium the because, soul, the soul because stone the soul stone it shits it out the rarest metal it's gonna be in the Panther statue's mouth. Will seem to have a never-ending supply of it. I, but the f- it looks like everything that they is it, made out of vibranium. Uh, yeah, it looks like the pants that they put on in the morning is oh, like vibranium. vibranium. Yeah. The only problem is it's, it's rare. <laughs> it's rare because they can't Stretchy. get it. Doesn't mean it's just like no, diamonds. No, no, no. Dime Stark said it was rare when he because he can't shield. fucking get it. Because it's a trade embargo on Earth, Wakanda. That's right. I mean, yeah. In this, in the sense of it's rare. And what was the percentage of the shield? It was like he was like this. Is like it's all vibranium. Yeah, it was all, it's all. I think it's one hundred percent. It's all. He said this. He said this is all we have. Yeah, this is all we have. Yeah, that's all we have. But I'm just saying that's why I think it's rare. Just like diamonds are expensive because they have them in a fucking vault and they let out one at a time. <laughs> it's the true. same thing with fucking vibranium. Wakanda has it and then they only get it when when Andy Serkis shows up and steals a batch. <laughs> <laughs> White people shut that shit right there. Hey, precious. <laughs> and they're like, damn it, Gollum got it here again. I like the way they Deep kept uh, kept the history pretty accurate. Like all the planes and tanks and stuff were based on. This is actually Nazi what stuff. happened. The I know, but story, I'm just right? saying, like that big tank that they blew just up. Like that the Nazis made a couple really ridiculously big tanks that didn't go anywhere. Red Skull's car. They had one called the Mouse that literally would just flatten pavement. Red Skull's car was amazing. Red yeah, Skull's car was wait, amazing. Wait, it was a train was. on wheels. Red Skull's car looked like the car in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Right? <laughs> yes. I think it's the same car. I think it might be. Alan Quartermain was actually his driver. <laughs> and when Red Skull got out, he was like, thanks. <laughs> I'll take it from here. Red Skull got the idea from Captain Nemo. He was like, Red Skull mm, that better. Nemo guy. Bitches love Captain Nemo. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it did so fitting because Cap crashes into the ocean at the end. Ripped. Oh. <laughs> I am so torn about that final scene. Why? Because I feel like there was, in fact, enough time and space for him to get Tony on the line and just land it in Antarctica. Tony, I know you're not born yet, but... Not born <laughs> <laughs> in the first. I'm sorry. Howard, go find a woman, press the phone to her stomach. <laughs> this is bound to be Tony. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. That's I'm right, he was, he was whoring around. <laughs> um, I think there was, in fact, enough time for them to get Howard on the line and to have him talking through just landing it, but instead he's like, no, I have to crash it. So I don't love that part of it. However, on the other side, he needs to crash it because that conversation is gut-wrenching and more emotional than some other movies I've watched in an 
their entirety. It's beautiful. It is it's gorgeous. Such, yeah, I didn't remember their conversation. I didn't And either. I was like, oh my fucking god. Why is this so bad? I, I remember the I have a date part because that's what he says when he wakes up, yeah, yeah. right? Like, I remember that, but... When they're making plans for this yeah. day that oh, they both knows that's going to happen. They'll have to play something slow. I was like, you bastards are having this date now. I'd hate to step on your... <laughs> oh. It's, oh. It's so it heart-wrenching. You. Because it, you're right. Like, they both know it's never going to happen. Or at least don't think that it's ever going to happen. Like, it's just... It was awesome. Yeah, it was... Really good writing. My favorite moment. Which, again, is very... Awkward for me because I feel like you could have avoided the whole situation in the first place by just landing. The I mean, there wasn't a lot of time considering how how we know it plays out in the future. How little time they have to have that conversation. By the time Howard gets in there, he's not. But why does he need to force it down? Because he's rapidly approaching land where people are that he would kill if he. But the plane doesn't explode, right? We don't know that. No, the, but the plane is automated, and he yeah. didn't know how to stop the automation. It's kind of like what they did in Avengers with shooting the nuke, and then Tony had to oh, zip okay. it up. It, it's the same situation, except in World War Two, and with whatever Tesseract bomb they have. So, oh, hands I, up. I have to, you have the floor. Uh, wait, <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? Crying. The conversation. Crying. With the head. Crying. Where the men cried. <laughs> God damn, I had it. All right, we know what happens if Tony doesn't put the plane down because Howard? we've all read. No, Steve, take it from one. <laughs> we know what happens if Steve doesn't put the plane down because we've all read House of M. If Rogers doesn't get put on the ice, he just becomes an old man and no one cares about him in the present yeah. day. So he has to go in the water. And he knows that. But actually, that's, that's just a great scene in like House of M when they're trying to find all these heroes because everyone's waking up and being like, oh, this reality isn't real. What about Rogers? And they show just some old guy going <laughs> to an apartment. It's like he's he's living in Brooklyn. Like He's 90-something years old. Hey, he can't hey. help us. I ran over here to say hi. May! <laughs> Come on upstairs. I'm going to give it to you. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, that would work out, right? He's still kind of 90. That's proof that the serum is, you know... Right, it's still working, work. yeah. It's a long run. So wait, at, the only reason Steve Rogers stays young was because he was frozen in the ice? Well, th- that's just what they're saying, but... I don't know how the aging process with the serum works, because he's the only person who has it. I get that, but I've always been under the assumption that the serum is what... Kept I mean, him alive. Is what kept him alive, but... That also must mean that he does like ages super slowly. I think a la Logan. Like I, I think, think he so. Ages less slowly, but I don't think he ages like Blade. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like or Logan for that matter. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Do we think that this movie laid groundwork, or at least affected the way that they chose to shoot Wonder Woman in any way? No, Probably so. very little. Okay. See, I'm just thinking that, like, if I was, if I'm a man making a movie, directing a movie, and I know it's going to be a superhero period piece, I watch this and I'm like, wow, they did a really good job with that. What are the, some of the tricks that they use? What are the things that they made sure to see and that you saw and you felt? The way that they, they use the specific color set, like, saturation almost has, like, a patina on it. Mm-hmm. All of these things 
really bring the 1940s to life, how do you, do you try to take those tricks and put them in a World War One movie? I say yes. I don't know if it happened. I'm just saying if it was me, I don't know how you don't. Because again, Wonder Woman, incredible period piece. Outside of the comic bookiness of the whole thing. But Wonder Woman's like really bright. It is bright. Like I feel like in this movie Until you get yeah. to the line. Well, no, until, when, yeah, until yeah. she gets to the actual continent and then it's dark as hell. Yeah. It's it's grey though. It's she's born. It's grayer than this movie. Yeah. yeah like no, I would this say, movie like I know we had sequel you hated this the sepia tone of three hundred. That's kind of the same that's color what this, scheme in this, but this yeah. works so much better. It's notice. not as excessive. No, I didn't notice a sepia. It's really? a different tone. But I, I wouldn't call it sepia. When they're meeting in one of the like one of the bunkers, when he's got the map, oh, it yeah. is brown. Yeah, the it, scene is set brown, it, but it works perfectly. Like I'm watching an old time film. Mm-hmm. It almost it almost looks like the uh, parchment paper. Like that, well, they do the, a couple newsreel oh, scenes. Yeah, they do a couple newsreel scenes too. Well, this isn't the first. World War Two esque movie to use a sepia tone then. No, is, no. But when you go like to when you go like to three hundred, like I don't, it just didn't fit there. No, I agree with that's, you. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like I was just as a counterpoint I, to right. that, it fits so much better in this. Yeah, I, I think it has to do with this the forties and World War Two than ancient Greece. Yeah, 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 definitely. But again, you take that sepia tone and then you make it a little more gray and muddled. And you get what it would look like to be in a trench and have that big no man's land in the middle. Yeah, I still think that I, I don't. I'm not saying it happened. You're probably right that it didn't. I, like I'm just watching it and being like, I wouldn't. If somebody was to sit here and tell me, could they have been influenced by it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I it could did totally come out six years prior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure this is one of the things they looked at as like, what can we subtly take from this? That's a good question for filmmakers, though. Do you watch other films in the same realm, same genre, to get ideas for how to make yours, right? I feel like once you have your film like laid out, I feel like you can look at other similar films to see what works and what doesn't work, so you know that you're not setting yourself yeah. up to fail exactly. with the movie that you're making. Like with this, when a studio is choosing a director, like... Patty Jenkins directed Wonder Woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then they're going like, hey, do you have this project? What do you think? Well, I want to do it just like Captain America did. With th- That that could have happened. I'm sure yeah, she I came in with like a manila folder with like bullet points in it. And was sure. like, this is Probably what a PowerPoint. I like. I wish it was a manila folder, though. Yeah, sepia tone folder. So I love the character interactions. I love the, the Steve Rogers, Howard Stark stuff. But we don't get them together a lot, but when they do, they have a very good dynamic. I really like it. It's kind of cool that Howard Stark, although, like, it, like he's got, like, this air about him, like, he's a huge dick, like his son will eventually be. But, there, like, there's a bunch of those moments where he's very, like, let me take you into my wing and show you how to be a man, Steve, come on. Like, when he's explaining fondue... That's a very, like, fun little, like, mm-hmm. oh, you innocent, Child, no-name yeah. kid from Brooklyn. Come on, let me show you. We get more of that than anything else. I love that it immediately, like. immediately follows, like, the heated exchange after the kiss. Yeah. And then it's just, we don't even see them yet. We just hear how it starts go, no, fondue is just melted cheese and bread. <laughs> <laughs> Someone get that kid a sandwich. Someone get that kid a sandwich. And then she shoots him. When he's holding the shield, when he's right, showing yeah. her the shield, it works. 
I really wonder if she that, knew that it worked before. I, guess, I hope so. <laughs> no, she was angry. But that, dude, angry enough to kill the only super soldier you got to make? She knew it was if he kill does, that's a, he that's does. attempted murder. Um, the thing that bothered me about that scene is that she did it and no one in the room went deaf. Because I was like, they are in an enclosed bunker and she's shooting a 1911. Was it a 1911 though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course it That's is. That's like my favorite handgun. They were all 1911s. Besides when the Germans were shooting them then. They were Lukers. Yeah, the 1911 45 no, no, was a sidearm, but... Yeah. But, no, that's super like... Super slow. Howard Stark's based on Howard Hughes, right? That's yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. the second time Joe Johnston directed he's, Howard Hughes. He's got a comfort zone. Right? Because <laughs> Howard Hughes is in Rocketeer. Oh, yeah! yeah. He definitely does. Yeah, Rocketeer and, and this movie. Up. Yeah, this is just like an upgraded Rocketeer. Rocketeer. <laughs> Thank God. With Steve Rogers in it, which Thank I God. I like the Rocketeer. Rocketeer's good. Rocketeer's great. And yeah, this is like a level up. This I'd it. rather watch. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, but the Rocketeer is fantastic. The Rocketeer is good. I might actually go back and watch this more. Oh yeah, well, this, this has always been one of the ones that I again. It's one of those movies that so I'm just like, appreciated. Yeah, it is. I'm guilty of it. Do we love Tommy Lee Jones in this? Yes. yes. I think so. I think the only role he would do better is Harry, I mean, Norman Osborn, and that will never happen. No. I don't see him as Norman Osborn. So. He was a great Norman Osborn. I think He the, was? Dark what? Avengers, bro. Get on my level. Okay. The I comic book they still told it was literally Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, it was a <laughs> comic. Oh, okay. I thought you were he talking did. about like they he made did. like an animated okay. movie where he was... Did the voice, the voice of it, yeah. Okay. My favorite Tommy Lee Jones movie moment in this <laughs> is when he like gets egg on his face, like he's talking to like Peggy about like how they can't use Steve. He's the worst choice. Look at all these other guys that are so much better. You know how you're gonna win the war with bravery and throws the grenade. He's talking to Tucci. Yeah, he's talking to. He's talking to Tucci. You're right. I'm yeah. sorry. I thought he was talking to Peggy for some reason. No, that's why Steve dives on Erskine, Doctor Erskine, Peggy's right there. Okay. <laughs> But that's but nonetheless, like that moment again, it's another one of those little like telling moments. You're just like, oh, Steve. That's my favorite scene. That's also my favorite scene. That great favorite scene right before with the flag. The flag, the flag. is so good. I think that happens back to back. If I'm yeah, yeah, it is yeah. back to back. Yeah, those that, two. Yeah, moments. those two. Because it's a montage of training camp, and yeah. those that's those are the last two scenes before he becomes. It cancer. cements him as the perfect candidate yep. because he's selfless and he's in, smart. He's smart enough to think outside the box. So then these guys look. Well, he's of, smart enough to to work smart, not hard. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because he but he's to, willing to work hard. Like, he of course, looks, he looks from a different perspective. He sees it as a guy who's been weak his whole life, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's like, "Okay, there's a way I can do this without having to climb this impossible flagpole." Yeah, and going back to the grenade, who's the what's the guy's name? Hodge, something like that. Yeah, like, Hodges. Just, Hodges has passed every test that we had, so that that was the grenade test. You wanted to see who would dive on it. Yeah, of course. So if let's say they pick Hodges. He was like he was a bully. He's like an egomaniac. He mm-hmm. would if they made him a super soldier. Forget about it. He would use the power for himself, yeah. right? That's why. Uh, I can't remember how to pronounce the name. Stanley Tucci, the Doctor Erskine. 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 It also doesn't make sense that he would want to like waste the super soldier serum on someone that's Very, a little more strong. Because I mean, Tommy Lee Jones' yeah. character wanted an army of them. So if it didn't work, just use it on Steve Rogers. He's dead. Oh, okay. Didn't work. You know what I'm saying. I mean, they, at that time, they're not really concerned about... They're not thinking there's only going to be one of them, right? Like, at this point, they've got plenty of serum. The only reason this is one of them is because Dr. Erskine died. Yeah. And so that's the, uh, why we have a weapon 2 and weapon 3 primary weapon. 
Weapon X is 10, right? Okay. The the extra vial that was in the room got Stolen, jacked. Yeah. yeah. And then smashed. Yeah. Right. right. Why, why leave one extra vial? Why not just bring in what you absolutely need? To advance the plot. Exactly. Pretty much, yeah. Correct. And also he's a bully. Yeah, and he gets picked sh- because he's a bully and they hate bullies. That's yeah. right. You gotta show off Steve's new powers <laughs> somehow. Almost immediately. Yeah, and him running through the streets of New York barefoot is, is incredible. I love when he when With the kid falls like, in and he's yeah. like, I can swim, go get him. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was an accurate cinema sin. What? He's chasing the only yellow cab in New York. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the first yellow cab to ever be introduced <laughs> into New York City. <laughs> he found it. But they had our scene. The um, the grenade scene as a sin. Because what? it said, all the soldiers diving out of the way, that's what a soldier's supposed to do. Self-preservation. Like, no. It. It was like, nope, not, not true. Not at all. <laughs> all those stories you see about the soldiers that dive on the grenade yeah. to save the rest of everybody. Well, no, no, no. But that it, the reason that it can't be, it shouldn't be a cinema sin is because what you're supposed to do is dive on the grenade in a moment only certain people do. Mm-hmm. And that's what that scene proves, is that of this group of hand-picked soldiers that are possibly going to be eventually Captain America, the smallest, weakest, probably, like, shouldn't even be there in the first place guy is the one that jumps on it. Mm-hmm. Like, this kid will do anything to help his fellow soldiers in that field. To help Anyone, anyone, ever. ever. Mm-hmm. It's all about his character. Like when he gets beat up after the uh, newsreel in the movie theater, he didn't have to say anything, you know? But he did it anyway. Yeah. Well, he kind of picked that fight. He didn't really. He told him to stop talking because they were talking during a preview. But no, it was a newsreel, and everyone was an emotional was about, in the theater. It was about the army, so yeah. show yeah. some respect. <laughs> Especially during that time period. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying that they weren't wrong, I'm just saying... Nobody else was standing up. No. People wanted to. <laughs> yeah. But he did. He's got guts. That's also one of his character He's traits. Got that moxie. Makes, makes him perfect for the serum. He's also stupid because he keeps getting punched in the face. <laughs> he could do he this got all day. moxie, kid. I'm going to give you this serum, see? But he's resilient and he can do it all day. He That's can what do he it. says. Oh, the shield has a crack when they put a piece of gum on it. Wait a minute. <laughs> right. So I did my favorite, least favorite. Corey did... Favorite and least favorite. Favorite and least favorite. We know Joe's favorite. Yep. Don't know the least favorite if he has one. I do have one. Oh. Let's do it. I mean, the least favorite one is just Red Skull's defeat. Because it's very ambiguous. He's not really defeated. The Tesseract just kind of breaks and he's like, now I'm one with this and it sucks him in and he's gone. It's it's the low point of the movie. Doesn't that also undermine the reason that he needs to crash the plane? Because the Tesseract bomb is broken? He breaks the Tesseract bomb, doesn't the he? The bomb's already armed. He already has all the... bomb the, is charged. All the power that they drew yeah. out of the Tesseract, that's in things. Got it, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because you remember see the glowing light everywhere. Mm-hmm. Plus it's in all the guns. Uh-huh. There's so much Tesseract power in the world. There is. Are you reading your plot summary right now? No, I just wanted to read if they say that he dies. He doesn't. It says he dissolves in a, blue, in a bright light. I really think he got absorbed in the Yeah, Tesseract. I think that he's not... It yeah, actually so looks... Okay. He's alive in that plane of existence or something. Yeah. yeah, fine. I still never want to see him again. Yeah. That's fair, but you yeah. might. So prepare yourself. It looks... Mentally. It, it looks... Sequel standard. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like... It, when you, 
the part that he's touching with his, like, the hand, his hand, looks like it's dissolving, like, so that makes you assume that the rest of him is also going to dissolve into nothing, but once, like, the technicolored light comes down, it almost looks like what, like, how the Bifrost works. It does look a little Bifrosty. That's what, that's kind of what I thought. Frosty. (laughs) Stay Bifrosty. (laughs) Superhero Frostbite. No. (laughs) Do you do your favorite? I didn't. Ooh. I don't think you did either, right? Uh, my favorite scene is when they're having the conversation before he crashes. Yeah. That's a beautiful scene. That because is, I don't really yeah. get emotional, but when it comes to, like, characters that have heart, like even Barry Allen when he's talking to his mom. Oh, mom, shut up, Frank. Wrecks me. <laughs> destroys me. So, that's my favorite scene. And my least favorite would probably be when Peggy flips her shit and shoots at him. Your least favorite? Okay. Mm. Oh, okay. Just kind of annoyed by that. I don't so know that they're far. In, this guy, they're also not exactly far enough along into a a not relationship for her to get that pissy. And but she's just that much of a strong woman that she. Oh please! She was kneeing people in the balls and punching people. Yeah, true. No one else was doing she that. She Hodge right in the face. Yeah, she was like, eat shit, Hodges. Yeah, and <laughs> she she has she's got a, a good right hook. Yeah, she landed a good one on there. Matt, I think we're on you, right? Yeah, I know. I'm trying to figure out at least favorite. I want to say my favorite scene is when he sneaks into the camp and releases the the four hundred soldiers. Like I like that whole thing, closely followed by the montage of him them destroying the Hydra bases. Like the, that whole like the World War Two part. <laughs> uh, least favorite scene? No, I know what my least favorite scene is. I'm sorry, the Deus Ex Machina that stops the Red Skull Captain America fight the first time. The when Zoloff or Zoloff? <laughs> is it Zola? Zola. Zola. Doctor. Okay, see, Zola didn't Zola. sound like when he just literally puts a lever and they both separate. I'm like, come on, guys. It's like he's worried that the Red Skull can't defeat Captain America. Yeah, exactly. Like, no. Yeah. But he also seems like he's not all that into working for him anymore either. Yeah. Like, it's weird. Like, at almost least, Stockholm Syndrome? Yeah. Like, is at why least he, like, when Starkiller Base is blowing up, the planet's imploding. So it's like, oh, okay. A chasm shows up because the planet's exploding. Literally, he went... I think it's low-key because he doesn't want Red Skull to beat Captain America. Oh, so you think it's the other way. Because I think he, he thinks Captain Red Skull's a crazy person because everyone else realizes this, except Red for his loyal followers. is a crazy he person. He is. But I'm just saying, I think he realizes it, and he's like... Let's not have this happen. And that's why he goes to work for S.H.I.E.L.D. after. In that other movie. Although I do love that interrogation scene. Totally not because they kidnapped. He brings in a steak dinner and then eats it in front of him. Well, he wouldn't eat the steak. That's that's on him. He brought him the steak. Right, he brought him the steak. But But he he would have given him the rest of the dinner if he he was not being a dick. But he was being a dick, so he's like, fuck it, I'm going to eat this in front of you. He was like, that's a great interrogation technique. Bring someone dinner and then just be like, "Oh, fuck you!" Then I'll it was eat a prime it. cut. Yeah, prime cut. I love. Get it out here. I love the way that he's trying to like attract more flies with honey. In that moment, he's like, "I'm going to bring you food. This is the best cut we can get. It's really hard to get over here." Oh, I'm. I'm sorry. You. No. Of course. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want it? And then he goes right back to using vinegar and just starts eating it in front of him. I think that's going to touch on most of our thoughts on the movie. So here's the part where we rate the movie that we just talked about. We use Infinity Stones. We may or may not know the names of them and what colors they are, but there are six of them. 
We know there's six. Nice callback. There are six. Shit. <laughs> First time. We, so we rate the movies on with a number of Infinity Stones from one to six. One is the low end, six is the high end. You can figure it out. If you give it a six, you can also give it a gauntlet because that's the highest score possible. And without further ado, let's rate Captain America the First Avenger. I'm going to go to Corey first. Okay. Here we are. He hates it so much. I yeah, do. he hates Corey first. I do. Uh, yeah, it's fine. I'm sorry. Everything's fine. Sometimes. Everything is fine. Everything's fine. This, I, I think I went into watching the movie this time figuring I was going to give it four because, again, like you touched on, it, it's an underrated, it's a very underrated movie. It's hard to give this guy less than five and a half or six, honestly. I'm not sure if it's a six-stone movie, but it's it's as close as you're going to get, and I can't justify taking the half-stone half away from it. I'm going to give it six stones. Wow. It's a, it's a great movie. There's no problems with this, except for nitpicky gripes. You you don't get movies that have so few problems with it very often. Six stones. Cool. Hey, Matt, what do you think? I'm going to have to uh, copycat Corey over here. I was sitting around five, but talking about the movie and the, the lack of gripes and the the period piece nonsense and how they worked it out, I'm going to have to give it six stones as well. Frank? I'm going to go with five stones. And I think this movie really shows what? Just wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think this movie really shows Steve Rogers and how big of a heart he has, and it's not about the muscles that he has. And I really appreciated that. But those pecs are gorgeous. Those oh pecs are gorgeous, and Chris Evans is a god. Basically. So yeah, five stones, this movie's great, and underappreciated. Sneakle, what do you think? I'm going to go five as well. I do feel this is underrated. I don't know why it's making a lot of bottom five MCU movie lists, as we talked about earlier. might be my favorite origin story in the MCU. It's, it's, it's really well done. It's right up there with Iron Man. I was about right? to say, yeah, Iron Man's number one, but this is probably number two. Mm. I'm not sure. I think I might put them the other way. Well, really? recency bias, I'm going to say this one next time I watch Iron Man. Also true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I don't think it's quite as good as Winter Soldier, which is why I can't give it six. I can't go higher than Winter Soldier. I think I give Winter Soldier five. It's right on par. Five stones. Fair. Like I said, there's very few problems in mind with this movie. I'll say a problem. I think there's very obvious green screen use in some of this movie that's kind of distracting from the whole... But I'm going. I'm the, going. I'm yeah. going. Year it came out. It's fair, and the Red Skull thing is not great. The way he's defeated, he's a decent villain. He's not a great villain. I'm just doing this because we have something negative on tape. Because <laughs> this, it's been a blowjob yeah, this whole movie. Pretty much. I also don't think this movie is good as Winter Soldier. However, I love the Steve Rogers story. I love that they focus on him as a character. I love how the trash can comes full circle. He's holding the trash can lid in the first... When the guy's kicking the shit out of him in the alleyway. And then a kid has it, and it's painted like the Captain America shield. Mm. It's so great. It's such a nice nice touch. So I'm absolutely giving this movie all of the stones. It's getting six. I gave Winter Soldier a gauntlet, so I'm not going to go that high with this one. The sequel rules. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you feel one movie's better, I don't think I... I, I agree. That's my ra- whole rationale behind it. So yeah, I think it is... Absolutely deserves six stones. This is the first trilogy we've completed. This is probably all the Captain America movies we're getting. Solo movies. Until they reboot. Until they reboot the 1991. No. In this... In, in the oh, MCU. That's, it's not the same, though. We're getting... We're getting so we've gotten three. That's it. We've, we've done all of them. Yeah. Oh, jeez. So I just want to see which guy... Which one do you guys think is the best? And which guy do you think is the 
Basically, let's rank the captain. Rank the captain. I'll go first. Well, I think everyone's going to be the same. In all honesty, I'll go first. Let's go for go it. On. So I think, for me personally, Winter Soldier is my favorite one, mm-hmm. and I think that Six Stones and a Gauntlet—that's what I gave that movie. And I think, ah, this is so far down the line. I don't remember. It's the first episode, but I, I think Civil War is a little weaker than the other ones. Because it doesn't really focus too much on Captain America. It's not a Captain America. It isn't, it's but like it Avengers is. It's 2.5. Nope. Yeah. Um, so I would say that that's the weaker one. And then, you know. So your right order is Winter Soldier, this first, Avenger, first Avenger, Civil War. Yep. Does anyone disagree with that? 2-1-3. That's my order. Because that's my order. So if I, anyone disagrees with that, have your thing. I, I, I would potentially put this above Winter Soldier. That's I, like the, I, like the or, I like the origin aspect of it. I love seeing the period piece in this. Winter Soldier, to me, especially now that it's become very apparent that these movies are formulaic, this is before that happened. This is fresh. This is different. This is a different type of story than a lot of the things that have even come after. I I think that that's the only thing that separates this. And again, I like period pieces. That's the only reason I could I would argue that this might be better than Winter Soldier. Is the question our favorite Rank our favorite, or yeah, is it, your favorite. okay, or yeah. or what's the best? Whatever, however you want to justify right, it, just rank it's the two movies. different. Yeah, it's two, it's two, one, three for the best. I feel, and then okay. So, what's your favorite? One, two, three. Okay, I like this one better. Like personally, I would throw this one on more than I would, and that's where I'm at with it. That's the way I'm 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 ranking it. But that's that's my ranking as of tonight because <laughs> if I, when I Winter Soldier comes on FX, I'm going to be oh wow this is really good. Like, Fuck, do I have to sit down <laughs> one Saturday and watch all three of these movies? Yes, I'll absolutely do that. Saturday, you work Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, you're right. But I think we can agree that Civil War doesn't hold a candle to the, the first two, right? Like, which is funny because it has the highest scores and it's the most well revered of the three, and I don't understand it. Here's my devil horns, guys. You're gonna yeah. do this. Three, two, one, baby. You're a terrorist. Sure. I hope you gave Winter Soldier six stones then. He didn't. Listen, I don't remember <laughs> any of my scores. I never will. I don't remember any of the movies I watched. <laughs> yeah. As far as I'm concerned, I've just met all of you. <laughs> you just gave six stones to this movie. Yeah. That's Fun fact is, we just I grade all the movies simply that no as sense. that's it. I don't. No, but grade at the them same together, time, I can't. At the same time, nobody <laughs> in their right, and nobody in this room was going to give the first movie we saw six stones. Well, we need to do a revisit yeah, episode. I, I agree. I, we might because my rating is way the fuck off. Yeah, you didn't like it at all. I didn't like it at all when I first saw it. It's turned out to be an amazing movie. I've ignored a bunch here's of things. The thing, there's a lot like great. this this movie is, you know, an origin story. So it's very just like the the gradient goes up. Civil War has all this bullshit going on. Which is why it's not a real Captain America movie. It's not you're right, it's not a real Captain America movie. But at the same time it is, and it's a very important Captain America movie. It's a very important event in the MCU. It needs to happen and it's got all this shit that happens in it. And I know Cap is only in forty five percent of it, but that's the thing that's, that's fine. This is an opinion, not a fact question. It is You're a fact. Okay. But again, the most memorable Three, two, one. The most memorable parts of that movie is the airport fight scene. I don't remember what Captain America does in that part at all. And then Black Panther running through the streets. That's it. I don't I don't associate Captain America with Captain America Civil War at all. But I think back upon that movie. I just he don't just, do it. He tells Spider Man he's from Brooklyn. That's it, Brooklyn Queens. Cool. Great. 
And then when he kicks Tony, he ass. visits Peggy in the hospital. I know, I know what he does, but it's like when you think of that movie, movie, I'm like. What? No, <laughs> I was like, no, no, it definitely wasn't Winter Soldier. That would have been amazing. There was no I feelings was in Winter Soldier. It was just badassness. Winter Soldier is just straight badass. From like, honestly, the scene where they drop out in, and they go and they get the fucking ship in Winter Soldier. That whole exchange is like one of the best scenes in the MCU. Wait. He's like, well, sure. all the people in my barbershop quartet are dead, I'm so... I'm pretty sure he does visit Peggy in Winter Soldier, and then she dies in no. yeah, Civil War. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Right? I'm pretty sure he does visit Peggy Winter Soldier. <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier today. <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh, God, no. I hope that's true. I think, I, he, I does. think he does. Yeah, I'm like 99. <laughs> you know, he definitely does. Yeah. I remember watching that in my room, and I haven't watched the World <laughs> for this podcast. Yeah, I remember. Okay. Yeah. It's got yeah. Netflix on their phone. That's great. It doesn't matter. Winter Soldier yeah. isn't in it. <laughs> I need Civil War. I don't need Winter Soldier. Because if it's not in Civil War, then it's in Winter Soldier, and then you all... It's in Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah. I remember the text. Yeah. She went in her sleep. Yeah, that's right. right. Yep. He's at a, he's at a hotel bar. He's at a hotel bar when he gets a text that she's dead. He has to leave. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've to Matt's point. He doesn't know who any of us are <laughs> or what movies he's he just seen. shows up. <laughs> we broke it. How do people keep getting me here? Is it the Skittles? Yes. Yes. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. So that happened. Those are our re. <laughs> He's so mad about the Winter Soldier thing. <laughs> Dude, six times in a gauntlet, I've seen it like seven times. Yeah. It's fine, whatever. <laughs> it's a great fucking movie. It is. It is. I was just being a dickhead. It's the movie that got me into the MCU. Like, it really got me, like, like, I saw Iron Man in theaters, and then I saw this on DVD, and then I, I really liked this when I saw it, and then I saw uh, Winter Soldier in theaters, after having like l- no expectations, I was like, the movie fucking blew me away. Yeah. I was like, I have to watch all the ones that have come before this now. So those are our scores for the first Avenger. If you want to let us know your thoughts about the first Avenger, the Captain America trilogy, stuff we missed that also happened in Winter Soldier, whatever you want to talk about, you can send it to us in an email, zthpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter, ZTH Podcast. Find us on Instagram at ZTH Podcast. Or go to Facebook.com backslash ZTH Podcast. You can search for us in Facebook, Zeros Talking Heroes, Zeros and Heroes, and an ES. If you can believe that we got through that in one take, <laughs> go on iTunes. You'll love this next bit. <laughs> we all think Howard the Duck is this movie the MCU. <laughs> Six stones in the gold, bitches. If you appreciate our professionalism, go on iTunes, find us there, or any podcast app that you found this podcast on, give us a five-star rating, and they're going to ask you to leave a review. The review is totally optional. The rating, mandatory. Verbal contract. Our professionalism is in the... (laughs) Where we left it. Yes, yes. Yes. We were so close. Uh, at this point, it's just it's just watching the bucky pull out of the fucking train. So if you leave a review, we'll read it here. And otherwise, thank you for the rating. I'm thanking you in advance. This is on the honor system. Next time, we're going to be doing a new animated movie. Yeah? Gotham by Gaslight? Never heard of it before. But we're going to hit it up for you, let you know what's good. I'm assuming Batman it's Batman. Elseworld. So we're going to get out of here now. But as usual, I want to remind you that... 
every movie out there, and definitely Captain America the First Avenger, is someone's favorite movie. And good night, everyone.